It is a uh, Big Dummy Thursday, and we do tend to learn a lot of new things on here. Some things that other people find to be common knowledge, some things that we didn't know in the first place. Mm -hmm. So you know what? I'm going to keep that spirit going. VD, help me out. The Men's Room Top 10. The Men's Room Top 10. 10 obvious things the general public doesn't know. For example, if you get mad that your hotel room isn't ready at 8 a.m., did you ever think they may have been sold out the previous night and that checkout is 11 a.m.? And maybe, just maybe, a hazmat crew is still in there removing <laughs> biohazards like blood from the walls and carpet. Go get a coffee. Your room will be ready soon and you'll be none the wiser what immoral atrocities occurred on your way there from Little Rock. Enjoy your stay. Immoral Well, the good news is they're cleaning ketchup here in the presidential suite. Yeah. Right. Well, and also, a lot of these hotels will, will store your bag and it's, it's no extra charge. Yeah. They will store your bag. Put your stuff down. Get whatever you need out of your bag. Put your My stuff. wife and I do that a lot because she's one. Of, she likes to do the red eye flight. Yeah. Well, the kids asleep. All this. I'm like, right, whatever. The man. hotel but room's not ready by the time. Inevitably, you get there. right. We're here at, like he said, about eight a.m. We know it's not ready, but yeah, we drop the bags off, grab breakfast. Right. Right. It's just that easy. Exactly. Man. Just go explore the area that you're in. You've made it. Ta-da. I'm there. Good yeah. job. So these are uh, obvious things that the general public doesn't know, and this is an odd list, so it's going to be a little bit difficult for me to read to be able to kind of get the grasp of everything. This is more a lot of different people from a lot of different uh, uh, places as far as workplaces in different worlds to, to tell you the things that are kind of behind the counter, behind the curtain, as it were. Things that you might be skeptical of or or maybe even have some conspiracy theories about that they will be able to at least shed a little bit of light on having been in this professional setting. So one of the like one of the ones that they have later on the list is the uh, uh, the one that's working the, uh, the, the scanner there while you're getting like an MRI and stuff like that. They say, no, I can't diagnose you or tell you whether you have naughty thoughts by looking at your brain scan. Says also, if you were only using ten percent of your brain, you'd be pretty much dead. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ten percent right. of your brain, like you're on the way out. Correct. Yeah, you're also walking down the tunnel. Really? So the MRI is scanning your thoughts. No. That's what they're thinking. No, I'm saying oh, that's yeah. the. Right. Listen, you can tell what I'm thinking. Like, no, no, they can't. If you believe that to be true, you're not thinking anything. And also, I would suggest I have naughty thoughts. I'm a dude. I always have naughty Correct. thoughts. Correct. That is the human nature. Let it's, me it's know about, when I don't. It's about your actions regarding the naughty thoughts. Yeah. That's the problem. Uh, they uh, There's somebody that works in... <laughs> well put. There you go. Everybody has naughty thoughts. Right. right. Just you so don't be a creep. Right. And that's, you know, kinks are a weird thing. They're an unexplainable thing that just gets that just revs your engine. All right, fine. It's the actions following it that's the problem. Put it this way. I don't know about you, but if I'm masturbating, I'm in a different world than I am when I'm actually having sex. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Because that person wouldn't talk life, to me. there's fewer possums around. <laughs> oh, there's fewer no. possums watching. God. Uh, in the world of anesthesiology, this one says, If you eat before your surgery, the chances of you dying or getting badly hurt increase exponentially. Which means that it goes up very, very quickly. Anesthesia makes you more likely to vomit, and since you're unconscious, you can't prevent your acidic throw-up from going into your lungs. So that's the problem. That's Enjoy. why you starve yourself before surgery, because... Do, pe do people break those rules? Yes. Which seems those crazy. Those women took a gun into an MRI and shot herself in the ass. Yeah. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm just saying... I just, oh, sorry. <laughs> I would just think, like, to me, if they say, don't eat before we put you out for surgery, like, yeah, don't. 
Put it this way, Ted. Uh, maybe somebody was, you know, in, in a similar room with, that was that had a divided curtain of somebody that was about to go and get the old uh, the old back door checked out. And after a night of what Miles has gone through of chugging that nasty gelatinous right. goop that just makes you pour nothing but clear out of your back. Oh, end, you're clean. He went in there and he was like, I don't know why it's still brown. I don't know why it's still got substance. And it's like, because you didn't follow the rules. Because you oh. ate. Right. I don't know why it's there. Yeah, you do. Here's the thing. If you think your doctor is stupid, you should probably go to a different doctor. Correct. If you're That's not right. going to listen. If you think listen. you can dupe him, right, then maybe don't go to that person as a doctor right. if you feel that they're stupid. Right. If you feel that your doctor is not diagnosing you properly, go find a doctor that you believe is doing their job properly. <laughs> However, right. if you're going to go to a doctor and they tell you news and you don't want to believe it, there is no point in going to the doctor in the first place. Uh, put it this way. Nine times out of ten, the advice they're giving is for your safety. Correct. It's not convenience for them. It's like, hey, man, it's about you. We don't right. want you to die. Right. Uh, 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 a historian says truth is always relative, dependent on the perspective of the truth teller and always constructed uh, in some capacity. Every source must be sub uh, subject to critical assessment. Absolutely. It, it has There's been said, the war of northern aggression. Civil war. The war of northern aggression. And you talk to historians from the south. That's exactly what it was. Absolutely. You talk to historians from the north. It's because the south wanted to secede from the union. Right. But depending where you grow up, it's just, but they all agree the Civil War happened. Correct. Hell, they even name each battle differently. Correct. Sure. Right? So the North has a name for the exact same battle that the South has, but the South has a different name. Wait, we all acknowledge this mm -hmm. battle happened in this place, but we give it different names. And whoever wins got the name of the battle. Yeah. There you go. And I was I was about to mention that one, one of the things that really shattered that glass for me was the phrase that the winner, uh, the history is, win, history is written by the victor. Correct. Right. So, Antietam is Antietam Creek. It's Sharpsburg, Maryland. There you go. Right, but the the North always named it after the waterway, so that's Antietam. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, not saying that what they're saying is false, but also uh, the perspective. That's all. Correct. Everyone agrees on the truth and perspective of how we got there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Museum or, security. I mean, it could also be something as simple as like, yes, that Republican won the election, but also they are not the popular vote. Right. Right. Go. Both things are true. Both things right. are true. <laughs> Two things can be true. Let's see here. These are uh, obvious things that the general public does not know. They talk mu uh, museum security. This guy says, no, I don't have a gun. I'm here to tell you where the bathrooms are, not take a bullet for the Monet. <laughs> no, no one tries to steal the artwork. I have to be here because you absolutely will try to touch that million-dollar painting with your greasy hands. That's more of it. We expect you to act like children because we would do it ourselves. Correct. So The word security gets people's hackles up as if he's ready to take down a... No, I'm, I'm here to keep your hands off. There's a reason the velvet rope is there, sir. We right. would prefer you stay on this side of it. Right. Uh, in the in the world of horseshoeing, it says there's absolutely no aspect of, of shoeing a horse that hurts it. We've been shoeing horses for around 2,000 years now, and prov uh, providing I do everything correctly, which is why I have four-year apprenticeship in Britain, Mike, our dear quadrupeds don't feel a thing. Have you ever shaved a uh, horse's hoof before or been no, a part I've, of the process? No, I've not, but I've seen a lot of videos, and it looks janky. You cannot believe that you can take off an inch no. off of the bottom of the foot of any animal and them not even flinch. Now... The person who was showing me how to do this, thank God they didn't get kicked. It does happen if you had a nerve. Sure. You just can't believe the tool that's used yes. and how much. And they're comes. carving. And then. Have you seen it happen? And, and, then, and, then, and, no. then, and then enough room for still 
five nails, four nails to go into the bottom of the hoof. Yes. Without any pain. Right. It is insane. Well, I would take him in for a pedicure, have like the goldfish. Right. It is like the ultimate pedicure. Right? Yeah. It I really can, is. I can understand why you might think that it's hurting the horse when, when they're doing it. Because if you they, see someone nailing iron. It's, right. It's the, their right. body. And, and they're not shaving it all. Right. And they're not gentle with it. They're they're Boom. jerking that stuff and off. And then they take there. a also, nail with a hammer. Right. Yeah, and they pound it in. the foot. But also, don't like, don't forget, that horse is, you know, ten times as strong as that person. If it didn't want to be, if it didn't want to be there. We would not be shooing horses anymore. Correct. Right. One guy no, tried 2,000 years ago. no plantar fishy ice going on there. Right. You ever try to clip the, clip the claws of a cat that didn't oh want to do it? Oh, my God, dude. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Th- I bled. Put that into a horse. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. This is a great secret that I use and, and makes people think that I'm brilliant. Turning it off and on again actually does fix a great deal of problems. It really we does. We went through it yesterday. The <laughs> keyboard did. in that other studio I was using just stopped working. It quit. I yeah. got fill, we got Phil down here. We put in a new keyboard. Then finally Phil goes, let's just restart it. And it works fine. And it works. My brother told me that uh, the New Horizon <laughs> spacecraft, okay, this was the spacecraft that was the first to go to Pluto and photograph it. Congress gives a green light on it to cost whatever it costs. It's a nine-year project. Well, three days before they're to go public with the idea that it's taking all these beautiful pictures, uh, they couldn't contact it. And my brother goes, look, that was hush-hush then. We don't care now. We could not contact it. And, I mean, for weeks they're trying to figure this out. It's mm-hmm. three days from the day that the media has said this is what's going to happen. Congress certainly has their eye on it, figure out where they're going to spend money. They're panicking. In the end, my brother said, we still don't know what the issue exactly was, but basically... Turn off your computer, turn it back on, and then this thing's like, I'm sorry, we're trying to reach you. Exactly. Like, this is NASA people. They fix the problem by, like, off. Let's just shut on. it off. Exactly. But then the number one obvious thing that the general public doesn't know, and you need to know this, this is going to save lives. As 911, I still do not have your exact location unless you call me from a landline. I have a general area, but when I ask you to verify an address, just do it. It helps us get to you quicker. Yeah, I cannot get an ambulance to you in two minutes. Surprisingly, there are other people with emergencies as well. I cannot give you medical yeah, advice but, when you call 911. Yeah, I can but, help you with certain things like CPR and, and EpiPen usage, but not much else. You cussing at me and calling me stupid because you're speaking too fast for me to hear you. Uh, your, your address is not helping. Yeah. I cannot tell my crews to go in with lights and sirens. You called 911. They're most likely coming in hot. Sure. Oh, yeah. If you called 911, I would think so. Right. So... There you go. Just, you called them for help. Give them everything that they need. They are not wasting your time, okay? It is tough, though, too. Is you're, if you're calling 911, you're in a panic you're situation. You're in a panic. For sure. You're in a panic. Yes.